Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo here. My next guest is the founder and president of Embracing Imperfections, a nonprofit on a mission of eradicating suicide. She's a graduate of Aquinas College and competed on a national level in both track and basketball. Her last job was serving MVP Athletic Club Rockford as its director. Welcome to It's Your Community, Shandy Longcore. Shandy, how are you? I am great. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. So you now speak on the behalf of suicide awareness and prevention. So tell us how that came about for you. So a little bit of an interesting story. Um, you know, suicide definitely comes with, you know, it's a big word for a lot of people and so few want to talk about it. And I can understand that because I hid my suicide attempt story for over 25 years. And thankfully I was called out on that in a good, uh, crazy serendipitous way. And now that's what I, that's what I do. So I share my childhood suicide attempt story in hopes to help others to ultimately prevent suicide and really just to dive into what would have helped me and what did help me. So when did this come about for you? You hit it for 25 years. When did it, you know, finally come out in the open for you? Yeah. So, you know, if you were close to our family, you knew, or if you were close to me, you knew about it, but in general, it was not a public thing for me or my family. And what happened was I was actually in an audience at a leadership conference. Uh, my previous company that I worked for was great at sending us to leadership growth and development you know, opportunities and conferences. And I was sitting there and the whole call to action by the speaker, John O'Leary, his whole call to action was people, if you're not sharing your God-given story, what are you doing? We need you. And I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know, and so after that, a lot of, a lot of, uh, heartfelt conversations, a lot of prayers, a lot of soul searching. And I was, you know, it became very obvious that that's what I absolutely had to do. And then birth embracing imperfections and all that goes around it. And now we're a nonprofit with a board and everything. And it's been a really great start. Mm -hmm. It's like you had that epiphany moment. I, I have a, my, my company's called Epiphany Communications and Coaching. And you had that kind of aha moment, like, you know, at that conference, like I need to do this. This is my story and I need to share. So tell, tell us how the inception of the nonprofit came about, you know, how long, you know, where are you today in the evolution of it? Yeah. So I started speaking just a couple of years ago and, um, then knew we wanted to, um, apply for our 501 C three. So it's all just really happened in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I'm proud to be here in West Michigan and it's been interesting in that, um, I was, you know, really enjoying speaking in schools, middle schools and high schools and assemblies. And then obviously like many others had to really shift when the pandemic happened and yeah. large, yeah, large mass meetings no longer happen. So, um, that's a little bit of where at the idea of the youth summit on suicide and partnering with other nonprofits and other organizations throughout the state and throughout the country really came about was because of the pandemic. So instead of just, just doing our individual thing through um, embracing imperfections in schools, we went on a larger scale and we're going to live stream it. 
So tell us about the summit that's coming up here in May. Uh, what, what does this entail? Yeah, we're really excited. So Embracing Imperfections uh, partnered with Kiwanis um, Michigan District and Jasper's Game Day to basically come together and involve other organizations and presenters to go to the students in a way that we can on a mass level. So, you know, suicide is a topic so few want to talk about, yet it is the second leading cause of death for young people. And we pretty much did a big old brainstorming session and said, what, what, you know, what could we do? And, and we want to meet people where they're at in the medium that we can, you know, do it. And so our event will be on hop in, which can handle a lot of registrations. <laughs> and um, yeah, the lineup is, is, is it's quite spectacular. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the speakers and maybe share with us a little bit snippet about your own story that you'll share, but who are the speakers going to be there? Absolutely, yeah. And I should um, also share that the event, it's online. It's May 19th and 20th. The 19th is the high school focused. So the students are the audience along with anyone else that wants to attend. And it's at 11 o'clock for the high schoolers. Whereas on May 20th, it's for the middle schoolers at 8 a.m. And the presenting um, task, the, the, the group, uh, it's exciting. We have two keynotes. One is myself, and I'll dive into that in a moment. And the other one is Brandon Johnson. He um, uh, really started a neat thing out of the pandemic is the Black Mental Wellness Lounge that you all should look him up on YouTube for sure. He's the other keynote. And then the breakout sessions are just packed full of great things, including a student-led panel led by Fenway Jones, who started Jasper's Game Day. Um, that's another great story. She's going to be leading the student-led panel with a, a counselor on the panel as well. And then we have Dennis with No Resolve, who's going to be taking a unique approach in terms of music as a coping skill or a coping strategy rather. And then we have Michael's Place. Um, if you're not familiar, they're out of Traverse City. They're really all about coming alongside of those of us that are grieving the loss of a loved one to suicide. And then um, a really neat opportunity through U of M, their depression center, they're going to be presenting their peer to peer program um, because let's be honest if someone is struggling and you're a high schooler or a middle schooler you're likely to go to your friend first and so um, this is a really great way of uh, educating them and groups of peer listening groups and things like that in the school and then um, throughout the entire event it's kind of fun we have probably the best MC you could ever have because his, his company is actually professionals at play he literally has his own segment on play Jeff McLaughlin so um, yeah that's a quick bit on the lineup that's awesome. And so what do you plan, like what part of your story do you share and uh, on this journey of yours and what, what, what was your, you know, what, what did you go through that suicide was on your mind that you contemplated that? Yeah. So my scenario was when I was really young, I was 10 years old and it was a combination of <laughs> quite a few things. Um, just a really bad day. Um, I would categorize myself as an impulsive kid. Um, all of that met its match with a, likely an undetected mental health 
you know, crisis going on. And really, I just, you know, I, I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel pretty. Of course, I was loved. And then I my story starts in a crazy way with a really bad haircut and a gunshot wound. But I actually tell oh. the <laughs> listeners that is not what I want them to take away from our time together. Until, instead, I, I go into really what helped me and what I've learned throughout life in terms of how to embrace our imperfections, how to talk. We go through mental health strategies all the things that would have helped me and that ended up helping me live this thing we call life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and it's so important that you really focus on the imperfections because everybody's imperfect. There's no perfect person. And what's going, everything going on in the world today, Shandy, uh, with COVID, we know that uh, depression, anxiety, and suicide are on the rise and have been on the rise. And there's been tons of suicide more so uh, than previous years this past year during COVID and the lockdowns and the pandemic. Do you speak to that in this conference? Oh, yes. I mean, I think it's exactly why the conference, you know, it came about or one yeah. of the reasons I should say, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, we humans we need each other. Yeah. And when we're in the middle of a pandemic that does the exact opposite, spread us out, we had to get really creative and let's be honest, it wasn't easy. Um, I actually think if you were to research babies, um, when they're born, you could feed them and change them. And if you left them alone, they would actually fail to thrive and eventually pass. They need love and physical touch. We yeah. humans need humans and, and interesting, you know, we don't, um, you know, we don't veer, <laughs> veer off that path too far. So yeah, the pandemic, let's be honest, it has not been easy. It's not been pleasant. And while we can come up with some great things that came out of it, um, if we're all being honest, it's it's probably been really tough. And it really comes down to how we're dealing with it and the coping strategies and who we're reaching out to and just different you know, how are we setting ourselves up for success on a general everyday life in terms of mental and emotional health, which of course comes along with um, our physical health and, and all of that. But um, yeah, the, we're excited to just put this on and really draw light to a topic that's so hard to talk about, but you know what? We've got a great lineup of people who do want to talk about it in a way that appeals to students. And we actually have counselors, like that's the requirement for schools because the event is free um, up to a certain, I think we can cover now 5,000 registrations because of our sponsorships, which is fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so all we're asking, just like as if it was an in person assembly to have the school's mental health, um, wellness staff, you know, so their counselor, their social worker, um, to attend alongside their students. We're talking with Shandy Longcore. She's the founder and president of Embracing Imperfections, a nonprofit on a mission of eradicating suicide. And, you know, so you talked about the audience being the school and the high schoolers. Do you, are you encouraging parents to attend as well? 
Absolutely. So you can register right at embracingimperfections.org. So that's our website and you'll see there the flyer to click on the QR codes. It'll take you right to the registration. And uh, anyone who has an interest in learning more about suicide prevention, um, just different subgroups, how suicide affects them, um, different coping strategies like with music and, um, you know, the panel. So at the end of the day, yes, we just wanted to give it a target audience of students um, for this particular event, but and anyone would learn something for sure. And anyone is welcome to register. So are, are the speakers, uh, Shandy, going through any of the signs of suicide? And, and did your family pick up on that when you were growing up? Uh, so great question. Um, yes, a lot. The speakers will be touching on that for sure so that students can be aware for not only themselves, but their friends, because you'll find a lot of times a student will say, well, I'm not struggling, but I wonder if so and so is. How do I help mm. them? So that will for sure be reviewed. But when it comes to my scenario there, it was um, it was pretty hidden. Now, this is a, a long time ago when the mental health world was um, let's just say we've come a long way yeah, yeah. <laughs> since I was 10. And, you know, so there were not a lot of signs. My scenario with cutting my hair was actually ultimately my sign. I see, I didn't feel pretty and, and I know this might sound crazy, but keep in mind, I was, I was 10. And so I actually chopped off all of my hair in hopes to um, prevent or to, to make room rather for a wig. And in my adolescent mind, I actually thought that that's what would be my ticket to becoming pretty. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's what happened the night before wow. I cut my hair. And then um, I went to my mom to make it all right. And she was at work early and my dad too was at work. And, and then ah, the storm happened basically. So um, I don't, know that I in particular had a ton of signs. Now that's the opposite of statistics though. Usually someone who is um, thinking of taking their life, um, there is a sign. They do tend to say something and there are plenty of, a lot of times there are warning signs that we can look out for. Um, they'll even talk about it. And, and that's why really in the summit, we'll be diving into, you know, taking down the stigma wall that surrounds you know, mental health or meeting with a professional listener. Um, I, I'm here to tell you that I, tr I met with a counselor right away when I was 10 and then that went on pause for a long time. And then it wasn't until I was a young adult that I actually picked up meeting with a counselor again and found the right fit. And wow, was that amazing. That was quite the process. It just took a little bit to find the right person for me. And then from there, I do what I call maintenance counseling. And I cannot think of, you know, a better use of my time because let's be honest, we'll go to the doctor for a broken arm. Sure. Right away, of course, but we'll tend to kind of toughen, think we can toughen up or get over it the next day when it comes to mental health, when really yeah. it is a physical difference that can be an absolutely can be a difference in chemical makeup. Um, and, and how great a professional listener, you know, 
they're really great at their jobs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, um, you know, people listening to talks and it may not be them that's suffering, but they'll identify their friends. How important is it that peers really look out for each other, that, that you could help somebody preventing them from committing suicide if their friends are aware of what's going on? Yeah. So two things. Um, I think in general, you know, humans care for humans and we have obviously care for our friends. And so, you know, if someone's not only talking about it or they might be talking, it might be a little bit code speak, like, oh, I, I'm lost. I don't feel I have value. I feel I'm a burden on people or their habits change greatly. So they drop off the team that they've always been on. They are sleeping all the time. Um, they're not participating. They become you know, they remove themselves from things that they were once passionate about, maybe um, alcohol use or things like that are in the scenario. So just definitely things that are um, out of norm, you know, are worth paying attention to. And here's the deal. The door right now to mental health is absolutely open. That I would say is a pandemic positive because it's not so awkward now to start a conversation like, hey, I care about you. And I, I'm sorry if this seems a little bit awkward, but I are you okay? You know, mm -hmm. and then and then not to basically <laughs> overreact to what they're um to what their messaging is back to you, but maybe connecting them to, um, you know, a doctor or professional listener, or maybe they just needed a listening ear that day. Right. And we have national resources. You can easily Google to get the national, um, suicide prevention hotline, or someone can text 741-741 to reach a licensed counselor on the other end. But um, in the same, on the second note of what you just talked about, in the same way that we don't um, um, commit cancer, we don't commit suicide, we die by suicide. So it's a little bit of a different new way of talking about suicide Got that we're, we're slowly learning as a society. And um, a lot of times that person you know, it's um, their mental health and the chemical makeup can be that distorted at the time that they can't even see clearly. They see themselves as a burden. They don't see or feel how much they're being loved. Yeah. You know, Shanda, we know that a lot of the professionals we're talking about in light of what's been happening in the last year with COVID, that, uh, uh, you know, with kids not having their sports, their extracurricular activity, you you mentioned it many times, are meant to be together uh, to, you know, have fellowship and socialize with each other. How important is sports and dances and and extracurricular activities and you know social clubs when it comes to preventing suicide so that's a that's a great question i will tell you from my experience when i was 10 and there on after i had so many friends and family reach out to me and what they encouraged me to do was to try new things. And I absolutely quickly found that being on teams, which meant, you know, not only the exercise, but also the camaraderie of being a part of something bigger than just myself. And I found that to be a huge outlet for me, that purpose, that 
team, that drive, right? And we were going after common goals and we had each other's back and that type of thing. So I absolutely love sports for that. Not only just the team aspect, but the exercise component and all that surrounds that. Um, the same can come with, say, performing arts and things like band and acting and plays or Odyssey of the Mind. And I mean, you name it, there's something out there for everyone. And I think just the idea of connecting and being connected with people is critical. Now with the pandemic, yes, we've had to get crazy um, creative <laughs> with how we do that. But I do find it interesting that back when I was doing assemblies, um, I would say the top nine out of 10 items that the students brainstorm to set themselves up for general everyday success in terms of mental health, they can, they can do during a pandemic. So exercise, eating right, meditating, getting journaling, listening to music, you know, getting in nature, all of those things, yoga, they can do that during a pandemic. It was the one that connecting with friends that made it especially, that was hard, right? So we had to come up with different ways to do that. Um, and I, to answer your question, I think sports and all the student activities are critical. We, we, as much as possible, we can, we need to absolutely be allowing them to do that. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that too. I noticed that Shandy, my daughter just got into basketball. She was a figure skater for a long time for seven years. She did like a, a theater on ice type of thing. Fine. And um, then she had a couple concussions and we decided we're not going to do that anymore. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so she yeah. picked up basketball uh -huh. and when COVID happened, she literally went through a serious funk that basketball oh, sure. was good. I mean, serious. Like we noticed it, that it was really bothering her that she did not have basketball. And, you know, and, and it didn't help that she was online school. And so I think it's so you make such a good point. I think parents need to pick up on that because that socialization, and as soon as basketball started up again, her whole spirit changed. Oh, um, isn't it amazing? Yeah, it is. It, it, it really is. And I noticed it when we started taking her back to basketball, like she was cheerful and excited and was back with her friends and was joking. And that whole time basketball in school was like gone. It was yeah. a different person. Yeah, no, it's it. And by the way, basketball is my sport. I'm, I, I saw that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love just everything all about basketball. it. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, hope to get on the court yet today. But, um, you know, the hard part. So I, too, lost my basketball and that was very, very hard. I will say, though, while things you know, it's not easy when something's taken away from you by any means, not at all. I just I want to continue to encourage parents and youth to um, brainstorm, okay, if this is my scenario right now, let's say, for example, if sports are taken away again, um, hopefully not. Um, but, you know, what else can we do? And for, for me and my boys, um, we ended up taking as many trips to the beach as possible, even during the cooler spring weather here in Michigan, it was a game changer because we had to start replacing something with the, you know, the sadness of missing basketball or yeah. whatever sport was going on. And I tell you what, that walk in nature and then ending up at the beach, there was something about it, even though it was a little chilly, <laughs> but yeah. to, put to your point that human connection through sports um, I can see why your daughter, uh, just the whole kind of feeling around your household probably is much more positive when that is, is allowed to be played. I mean, we, we took a road trip, um, uh, to Florida 
And when we were in Florida, we had gone to five below and she ran, grabbed, grabbed a basketball. And I'm like, what are you gonna do with that? She's like, I'll find a way to play it while I'm here. I'm like, okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gotta meet your daughter. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. She loves this sport. Shandy Longcore is who we're talking to. She's the founder and president of Embracing Imperfections, a nonprofit group on the mission of eradicating suicide. Uh, there is a conference coming up. Give us that information again, uh, Shandy, of how people can participate and just learn more about your nonprofit. Yeah, the best place is to go to our website, which is embracingimperfections.org. And right away, you'll see a pop-up on the Youth Summit on Suicide, which is a live stream event. Um, we've got really special, um, a special lineup in terms of the presenters. And it, it, it's, a great, it's through an online platform that students can easily navigate alongside their teachers or whether they're on their laptops or in school or at home, it provides for a great opportunity to connect with some really great professionals um, that really care and want to be real when it comes to talking about that topic of suicide and mental health and just different strategies. It's on May 19th and 20th, the high school um, focused presentation. It starts at 11 a.m. on the 19th. Whereas the 20th is the middle school presentation that starts at 8 a.m. And the school counselors were just asking that they attend alongside the students. So there's different QR codes that the mental health support staff and or the teachers and students can register. Um, of course, we welcome anyone that cares about suicide prevention um, in terms of our youth to register and they're welcome to join us as well. Right. Shitty. I like to always ask our guests here and <clears throat> it's your community because we're very focused on the community and you're doing that really well with uh, your conference. But how do you connect, communicate and collaborate with other people in your community for your own to, to uh, fulfill your mission? And you've done that with a conference, which is great. But what other advice do you have for people? Yeah, so I I absolutely love and value the idea of community. It's how this summit is happening for sure. It's just collaboration. But I would encourage everyone, if you're not involved in a group, so say, you know, I'm a Kiwanian now and um, like, and I really enjoy collaborating on different initiatives with my Kiwanis group. And I'm also a member of the local chamber. And then we have my board, you know, my nonprofit board that sits on and gives advice and advises um, kind of the direction that we want to take in embracing imperfection. So I would say, um, community is important, whether you get that through, you know, your sports team, through work, your friend team, but also considering some of those actual um, organizations, volunteer, get out there, put yourself out there. There are needs, even though we're still somewhat isolated um, with the pandemic, there are big needs out there for people wanting to connect and um, help other people for sure. So I just encourage people to just get involved. Yeah. Shady, thank you so much for joining us here in Itcher Community. Vanessa, thank you so much. And we wish you the best of the conference and all the work that you're doing with Embracing Imperfections. Thank you. If any questions or comments show topics you want us to get to, get to me, Vanessa Denhall. You do that very easily by going to epiphanyccc.com. That's epiphany3cs.com. You can email me, info at epiphanyccc.com, or find me on all the social media platforms. You can private message me there. My uh, Epiphany Communications and Coaching is my public uh, Facebook page. You can private message me there as well. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, collaborate, and to communicate with your community. Thanks for listening. It's your community. 
a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.